Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. Friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051, 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org, or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here is our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Moses comes then to understand the truths in John 3:17. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And Luke 9, 56, For the Son of Man is not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. Lord Jesus also said in Luke 19, 10, For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. And so only after Moses stopped being afraid, only after that, he stopped trembling and he opens his eyes. And only after that did Moses get on God's page of saving the lost. And then Moses decided that he was going to be God's vehicle to save the lost. Many people today are still with Moses in verse six, hiding their face from God, afraid of God. Many people today, because they have sinned, and they know they've sinned, and they, should, they think they should stay away from God. Many people today are like Adam in the state that we saw him in Genesis 3, where he was running away from God, hiding in the garden, because he thought that God wants to get his hands on him to judge him for what he's done. And what made the difference? Moses was there too, hiding his face, afraid to look on God. But what made the difference for Moses? When did Moses stop to be afraid? When did Moses take his hands away from his face and stop hiding his face? What made the difference for Moses? It was when Moses listened to what God said. It was when Moses heard the words of God and came to understand that God saves from sin, that God wants to deliver. And it was after that, Moses realized that he did not have to fear God anymore. That's why it is so important today for a lost sinner to stop running away from God and to turn to God and to hear and to receive the words of God in the Bible. Turning to God and knowing who he is through his words in the Bible stops the fear, and it stops the fear because it brings an understanding, and the understanding is John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. 
What makes this difference is hearing God's words. But God makes this invitation to be saved and to be delivered from sin. But it's limited. It's limited to this lifetime because the Bible says in Romans 10, 13, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But Hebrews 9, 27 also says, for it is appointed unto men once to die, and after this, the judgment. Now, notice in verse 7, where we see here, what has motivated God to come to Moses? What's motivated God to come to Moses? It says in verse 7, the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt. We see how God did not say, I have seen, but he said, I have surely seen, double emphasis. God told Moses in verse seven that he had surely seen how his people were being afflicted by the Egyptians. And then in verse seven, God said that he has seen how his people have been oppressed by the Egyptians. And you know what's very interesting when you read verse seven? It's not just only, I have surely seen, but what's interesting in verse seven is how God refers to the Jewish people who are being reflected. God said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people. He said, my people. That's the first time in the Bible that God calls the Jewish people my people. So it's Moses. Moses here at the burning bush was the first one to ever hear God call the Jewish people by this new term, my people. And this new term, my people, for the Jewish people is a term that God will use over 200 times from here throughout the Old Testament. The Bible, now we understand, the Bible is a revelation of who God is as seen in his relationship with his people. Wouldn't exactly say it was a smooth relationship at times pretty rocky, but nevertheless, the Bible is a revelation of who God is as seen in his relationship with this people that he calls my people. God will use the term my people in the book of Exodus 17 times, and the theme really of the book of Exodus is God delivering his people from Egypt and bringing his people to himself. God's people then turn away from God. That's the, we're going now through the history of the Jewish people. God's people turn away from God. It's culminated when God's people, the Jewish people, call for God who came in the flesh to be crucified, and they watch him die with a sign over his cross that says, King of the Jews. In essence, that's where God is saying, I am the God of my people. So the Bible is a plea from God to his people to repent or turn back to God. That's why the term my people is the most used in the major prophets because that's where God especially reaches out his hand of mercy to them. So we find the term my people is used in the book of Isaiah 27 times. 
we find the term my people used in the book of Ezekiel 30 times. But the term my people is the most used by the weeping prophet, by Jeremiah, where we find the term my people used 45 times in the book of Jeremiah. Now, if you had a son and your son turns away and rebels against you, when would you use the term my son more? Before he turned away from you or after he turned away from you? You'd use the term my son more after he turns away from you. Before he turns away from you, you might say from time to time, I love you, my son. My son, I love you. Something like that. But after he turns away from you, then your heart's broken. And what are you saying all the time? My, my son, my son, come back. Oh, my son, my son. You would lament for your son. That's why the term my people is used so much by the weeping prophet Jeremiah. It's God lamenting for his people. As a matter of fact, God through Jeremiah laments so much for his people that Jeremiah actually writes a second book called Lamentations, which is God lamenting for his people. And when God through Jeremiah laments over his people, he describes two evils which have caused his people to be lost and to turn away from him. And he describes them in the book of Jeremiah, in Jeremiah 2.13, where he says, for, and there's that term, for my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living water, and hewed out for themselves, and hewed them out, cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. So this picture of God calling out to his people, the Jewish people, is seen when the Lord Jesus Christ stands in front of Jerusalem and cries out in Matthew 23, 37 through 39 with these words. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. Can't you just hear the my people in those words? O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets and stonest them which are sent unto thee, how often would I have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathereth her chickens under her wings, and ye would not. Behold, your house is left unto you desolate. For I say unto you, ye shall not see me henceforth till you shall say, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Also, God reaching out to Israel is seen as it's captured in Romans 10, 21, quoting from Isaiah, but it says in Romans 10, 21, but to Israel he saith, all day long I have stretched forth my hands unto a disobedient and a gainsaying people. So for the most number of times the term my people appears in the books. Here's the ranks. Jeremiah, 45 times. Ezekiel, 30 times. Isaiah, 27 times. And then Exodus, 17 times. So the book of Exodus is the Jewish people before they nationally rejected God, from which is equivalent to us saying from time to time, I love you, my son. So the term my people appears 17 times there as the Jewish people are still in this just adopted phase in the uh, book of Exodus. But by the time the major prophets have come, 
But by the time the history of the Jewish people has reached the major prophets, Ezekiel, Isaiah, Jeremiah, the adopted Jewish people have nationally rejected God, which is equivalent to us lamenting over our lost son to return. And just as we would cry out often, my son, my son, come back. So we find God saying, my people, 45 times in Jeremiah, 30 times in Ezekiel, 27 times in Isaiah. And Ezekiel, God's heart is so broken for his people because of their unfaithfulness to him that he says in Ezekiel 6, 9, I am broken with their whorish heart which hath departed from me and with their eyes which go a whoring after their idols. That's the lamentable state that we find the Jewish people in today where except for a very small remnant of them, they have corporately agreed to reject their God, the Lord Jesus Christ. So as the enemies of the Jewish people today organize themselves against Israel, against the Jewish people, God cries out to them even today during this time that the enemies are amassing themselves against the Jewish people. God cries out to them the words of King David in Psalm 81, 13 through 14. Oh, that my people had hearkened unto me, and Israel had walked in my ways. I should have soon subdued their enemies and turned my hand against their adversaries. But thank God that this terrible time of the rejection of God by the Jewish people is only temporary. Because it's true, a horrible worse than Hitler holocaust is coming where not a third, as happened in Hitler, but two-thirds of the Jewish people will be killed. And the remaining third that survive will be purified. And they will all return to God, the Lord Jesus Christ, as it says in the prophet Zechariah, uh, chapter 13, verse 9, Zechariah 13, 9. And I will bring the third part, or the one-third, through the fire, and will refine them as silver is refined, and will try them as gold is tried. Now let me just pause and say, we all know how silver is refined. We all know how gold is tried by fire. They shall call on my name, and I will hear them. I will say, it is my people, and they shall say, the Lord is my God. So the term, my people, which starts here in Exodus 3-7, is very, very important. And the term, my people, denotes ownership. And that is when God sets his love on Israel, that he also sets especially a compassion for their suffering. That's why it says in Zechariah 2-8, For thus saith the Lord of hosts, after the glory hath he sent me unto the nations which spoiled you, he that toucheth you toucheth the apple of his eye. Now, ownership has a cost. And in order to adopt the Jewish people, God broke the Egyptians, as he said in Exodus 19:4. Ye have seen what I did unto the Egyptians and how I bear you on eagles' wings and brought you unto myself. My people means, when God says my people, that means that God has adopted this people to be his own people, as it says in Deuteronomy 14.2. 
the Lord hath chosen thee to be a peculiar people unto himself, that's for sure, above all the nations that are upon the earth. Now, when God chose to adopt the Jewish people, he explained why he chose the Jewish people among other people. Look down, God looks down, and he has a choice, and he chooses to adopt the Jewish people. And so he explains why. And he says in Deuteronomy 7, 6, the Lord thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto himself above all people that are upon the face of the earth. The Lord did not set his love upon you nor choose you because you were more in number than any people for you were the fewest of all people. But because the Lord loved you, because he would keep the oath which he sworn unto your fathers, hath the Lord brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you out of the house of bondmen from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. So the Jewish people, it is explained here, were not chosen because they were numerous. God called them the fewest in Deuteronomy 7, 7, for you were the fewest of all people. It's clear that in the Bible that the Jewish people were not chosen because they would not complain God called them murmurers in Numbers 14, 27. How long shall I bear with this evil congregation, God said, which murmur against me? For I have heard the murmurings of the children of Israel, which they murmur against me. The Jewish people were not chosen because they would be obedient. God called them a rebellious people in Isaiah 39 that this is a rebellious people. And in Jeremiah 5, 23, referring to the Jewish people, God said, but this people hath a revolting and a rebellious heart. They have revolted and gone. The Jewish people were not chosen because they were truthful. God called them a lying people in Isaiah 30, verse nine, that this is a rebellious, lying children children that will not hear the law of God. The Jewish people were not chosen because they would listen to God. God called them people that stopped their ears in Zechariah 7, 11. But they refused to hearken and pulled away the shoulder and stopped their ears that they should not hear. They were not chosen because they would be loyal to God. God called them unfaithful as an adulteress. In Jeremiah 3.01, he, he said to, about them, Thou hast played the harlot with many lovers, yet return again to me, saith the Lord. They were not chosen because they would be righteous before God. God called them a sinful nation laden with iniquities in Isaiah 1.4, where God said, Ah, sinful nation, a people laden with iniquities, a seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors. They have forsaken the Lord. They have provoked the Holy One of Israel unto anger. They are gone away backward. So, if God didn't choose them because they were the most numerous, if God didn't choose them because they wouldn't complain, if God didn't choose them because they would be obedient, because they would be truthful, because they would listen to God, because they would be loyal to God, because they would be righteous. 
It turns out that God didn't choose them for any of those reasons. Then why? Why did God choose the Jewish people to be his people? He said so in Deuteronomy 7-8, which we read. Because the Lord loved you and because he would keep the oath which he had sworn unto your fathers. Every reason for why God chose the Jewish people is not found in the Jewish people. It's found in the God of Israel. It's found in his enormous heart of love. It's found in his everlasting faithfulness to the promise that he made to Abraham. That's why. That's wonderful. The Jewish people are the beneficiaries. It's wonderful, and God, through Moses, wanted them to think about that. He wanted them to consider it. So he said in Deuteronomy 4, 7, he asks them, he challenges them, he stimulates their mind. He says, think about this, Moses says. What nation is there so great who hath God so nigh unto them as the Lord our God is in all things that we call upon him for? But with this title, my people, comes a special protection also, as he said in Deuteronomy 33, 27. The eternal God, Moses told the Jewish people, the eternal God is thy refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms. He shall thrust out the enemy from before thee and shall say, destroy them. So it is for us also who have received the Lord Jesus Christ, like he adopted the Jewish people, he adopts us who come to the Lord Jesus Christ, whether Jew or Gentile. As he said in Romans 8, 15, for ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. And as it was for the Jewish people, so it is for believers, the protection, the special protection afforded to his adopted ones, where he says in Romans 8, 38 and 39, for I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. In John 10, 27 through 28, he speaks, you can hear these words, the same God who said, my people, he says, now my sheep, my people, my sheep, he says, hear my voice, I know them, they follow me, I give unto them eternal life, they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. But one of the greatest verses in which the term my people is found is spoken in the context of the greatest protection that God provides for his people, whether Jew or Gentile, and it's found in that great chapter, Isaiah 53 and verse eight, where it says, speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ, he was taken from prison and from judgment, and who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living, for the transgression of my people was he stricken. So in this verse, God looks at the greatest obstacle that stands in the pathway of his people, and that's their transgression. And God knows that for every single one of us, 
Isaiah 53, Isaiah 53, 6 is a truth that hangs over us like a sword where it says, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org and sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestorationministries.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California, Santee, California, 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org, tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. Or for more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. What are you doing Sunday nights? Join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at the Creation and Earth History Museum in Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for the Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. 